Hi and welcome along to the Christmas Eve edition of NUFC Matters. It is Those Were The Days uh, with George Mitchell and we're looking at season 1972-1973. The year I was born, George, 72. Never. <laughs> wow. Um, then it was an important year then. <laughs> yeah. It was certainly was an important year for, for Newcastle United. Um, uh, and that, that's the squad. Um and uh, it was important for a number of reasons, not least because um, uh, the ground was being redeveloped, so Drew Harvey had no money for players, absolutely nothing. Um, and uh, out, outside of the in the music world, um, American Pie, Popcorn Hunter, Will, uh, will You Marry, um, Knights, of, Knights of White Satin, uh, all really remember memorable uh, records and then in the f- top films the godfather uh poseidon adventure what's up doc and deliverance they, they you know some some great uh, great um, memories in there in there um just run the first few pictures on steve because there's a few which are just uh, just to talk about Texas, we entered, we entered the cup. We went at every bloody cup that year. <laughs> I'm not being cynical and saying I think the directors were trying to make money, but we're in the League Cup, the FA Cup, the Texaco Cup, and the Anglo-Italian Cup. I mean, I, I don't think where, where they could have fit. I've got a few images of the Texaco Cup because I didn't realise. I thought the Texaco Cup was like the FA Cup. You know, you you got your name carved on it and they give it back. Well, apparently not. They, they print new ones every. They make a new one every year, apparently, uh, and so you got the cup to keep. But all not all the same shape, but but very much alike. Um, but as I say, we entered everything we could enter, and I, I, I could be cynical and say because they had no money in the coffers, they wanted as many people through the turnstiles as they could get. So we had, we entered everything that we could. Um, is there one or two? Now that's I've put that in. It's Terry Hibbert. Um, Joe Harvey's uh, hope for this team that they would do something, um, and uh, the only worry he had was he was uh, he, he felt he was uh, um, hadn't the depth. He was short or short of depth to, to 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 support the squad. But that's one player he was desperate to get hold of, and he did. Uh, and, and the next one as well, I think, is is uh, is that Tony. There's Tony Green. There's the other one. I know Harvey felt that with these two fit and on the field, they could make the bullets for McDonald and Shooter to put in the back of the net. Uh, and I, I don't think he was wrong, actually, because uh, that, that season, that's exactly what happened, except that as we go through, you'll, you'll see it wasn't that easy. Um, and in terms of uh, uh, no money, um, tune in that year, Paul Cannell uh, signed professional, uh, Alan Kennedy signed professional. Uh, Dave Crossan signed professional. The only transfer in of any note was Terry McDermott from Bury. Um, and uh, uh, Ray Hudson turned professional. So no big uh, 
mark these signings as they call them. These and on the way out, Keith Kennedy, Chris Guthrie, Ron Guthrie, David Young, and Ray Ellison, all local lads being being pushed out. So no massive signings for Joe Harvey to uh, uh, to bring in. But uh, however, that's that's the way we went. And uh, uh, I think the next uh, pro uh, picture is. Uh, yeah, that's the first league game. Well, guess what, Steve? Before that first league game, we had three friendlies. Would you believe? Hey! You remember all the cups were in, and we're still playing bloody friendlies. We we went on a tour of Scotland. We went to St Johnson, went to Partickthistle, in Greenock Morton, and uh, I mean the biggest crowd was at uh, at St Johnson, at Partickthistle, seven thousand. Um, but you know, all that in. Four, five days, five days, three, three friendlies in Scotland. Um, you know, did we really need money that badly? I, I suspect we did, actually. <laughs> but never mind. There's the friendlies out the way. So the first league game was Wolves, and uh, it was uh, um, a match which uh, um, always an exciting game of Wolves, always, always a good challenge. Our team for starting the season was McFall, Craig, Clark, Toby Gibb, Pat Howard, Bob Monker, Stuart Barraclough, Tony Green, Malcolm McDonald, John Tudor and Terry Hibbert. And uh, 33,900 at the game uh, with Wolves and we got off to a good start with a 2-1 win with uh, um, uh, Tony Green and John Tudor scoring the goals uh, and uh, Steve Kindon scoring... Wolves goals, um, a good match. I remember being there, and and the one which we, we won uh, fairly straightforwardly. Um, Wolves were rebuilding after having had a, an old team, a team in a long time. Um, the only notable ones in the in the team still were um, Jim McCallyog and uh, um, uh, Peter Eustace, Peter Eastor rather, and John Richards, who was becoming a, a star for Wolves. So. So that's what our first game out of the way. Uh, and uh, the next game is uh, Birmingham City away. And uh, it's uh, it's a one which, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, we should be thinking would, would have, a, uh, would have a, um, a reasonable chance of getting something out of. But we, we didn't. We lost 3-2. Um, and uh, McFall scored an own goal for them. And Latchford scored and Hope scored. Then Malcolm McDonald and Stuart Barraclough scored for us. Um, it was uh, uh, 25,000 at, at, at uh, St Andrews for that match. And our team was the same one as kicked off the season McFall, Craig Clark, etc. Uh, and uh, um, people were disappointed that we lost, I think, lost 3 2, but, but they gave a good, good account of themselves. Um, the uh, the big name for Birmingham, of course, and the one who caused all the trouble. Well, it was two big names. Trevor Fansris, who was the rising star, uh, first million-pound footballer, and uh, Bob Latchford, who was the centre-forward, who uh, did well for them, but also did equally, equally well for, for Everton as well. Um, so w w one win and one loss in this uh, first couple of games. Uh, and then we, 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 we off uh, to a second uh, away game, uh, to Sheffield United, and uh, again, people thought, "Well, that's a that's a game that we should uh, 
get something from him, and, and we did this time. We beat Sheffield United 2 1 with uh, um, John Tudor and Martin McDonald scoring the two goals, uh, 23,000 at the match. Um, it was a uh, nil nil at half time, a hard fought game at, at, at uh, Bramall Lane, um, and uh, our team was unchanged from what started, uh, except that halfway through the second half, Shad Barraclough was uh, um, substituted with John Cowan because he, he got a, a, an injury. Um, Sheffield uh, United um, had uh, Cahoon brothers who, who played for them. And uh, and then uh, as uh, Alan Woodward, a, a good attacking forward that they got from Nottingham Forest, and another person that got from Nottingham Forest, sorry, that went to Nottingham Forest, and then eventually came to us, was a, a winger called Trevor Hockey. Uh, and he, he caused us all sorts of trouble that day. But trouble or not, we won 2-1. We won so, so we're going in the right direction. And next uh, game is a home game against West Brom. And uh, um, we uh, haven't had a, an away win. We certainly hope that we've got a we'll get something from a home game against West Brom, but this is another team that traditionally we have good games with, good football games with West West Brom. Our team is uh, uh, the same as before, except that uh, because Judd Barraclough's injured, uh, Jinky Jim Smith uh, turns up on the right wing. Twenty nine thousand six hundred at the St James's for this one, and. Uh, um, uh, West Brom and Jalbin uh, got a couple of, well, got, certainly got uh, a couple of Jordies in. Gordon Nisbet, uh, fullback who, who came, comes from Wall's End, where I, where I am. And uh, 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 Colin Suggett was in the team, of course, uh, who eventually came back to us. And uh, uh, Alan Alistair Brown, who, who, who was one of the star forwards. So it ended 1 1. It was 1 uh, 1 at half time with. Uh, um, Alistair Brown giving them the lead on 14 minutes, and then Super Mac equalising on 7, 18 minutes, and so we got a we got a one one a one one draw, and uh, uh, still keeping us going in the right direction. The next uh, game was a home game against uh, Ipswich, uh, Ipswich Town, and. Uh, I don't know if there's a program for that one, Steve. Uh, no, you haven't. You've got away uh, games next. Couldn't couldn't find the the, the, the Ipswich one. Uh, anyway, they're all, um, some, they're all the same cover anyway in this. Uh, they season. are, yeah, yeah. Um, our team against Ipswich, the same, exactly the same, um, and uh, um, has gone. Uh, McFall, Craig, Clark's, uh, John Cowan stayed in the team because of the injury to uh, Barraclough. Um, Ipswich uh, were playing good football in those days, and uh, uh, of course, managed by a certain Bobby Robson uh, at that time. And uh, Mick Mills and uh, was and Kevin Beattie with their fullbacks and well well known international players. Um, Brian Hamilton, an Irish uh, right winger, was it was a good player, and uh, mid uh, striker called uh, Trevor Weimark who was the cause of all sorts of difficulties for people. But we lost that one 2-1, uh, much to the disgust of the, of the Gallagher uh, corner. 24,600 at the game. Um, actually, we were 1-0 uh, down at half-time. And by the hour, um, 
we were two two nil down, and uh, on eighty minutes, Superman gave her a chance by pulling one back, but we we weren't able to do anything with it. So we lost the Ipswich two one, which uh, uh, wasn't expected, should we say? Now the next match was another home game against Spurs, um, and uh, it uh, people hoped that. Uh, would recover well. Uh, we didn't recover. We lost that one as well, one nil. Um, and there's uh, the, 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 a salt in the wound with this one. The beat were one nil, and uh, uh, a man called Joe Kinnear scored the winning goal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't uh, put salt in the wound, I don't know as what. Our team was uh, was the same, except that uh, John Cowan was now injured, and they brought in a young lad called Irvin Natras, who was to become a. Um, a very talented player with, with Newcastle United. Spurs, well, they had all that, like nationals on display. Uh, Jennings, uh, Phil Beale, Joe Kinnear was left back. Cyril Knowles was playing by England. Steve Perryman, uh, Martin Peters, who they brought from West Ham, of course. Martin Chivers from Southampton. And Alan Gilzean, the Scottish attacker. They were a very talented team, uh, but... Uh, uh, we had hoped. I think the fans had hoped we would get something out of it. Well, we lost one nil, and that was that, that was uh, disappointing to say the least. Um, the next game is is, uh, is Crystal Palace away, um, and uh, that that's uh, that's that. Um, and uh, well, we we really did um, think we we were on about a par with Palace, if not slightly above in the league, and and hoping. I think the fans thought we might get something out of this one. Uh, but it uh, it didn't happen. We we, we lost two one. Um, we uh, uh, went into the lead uh, early on with John Tudor, but unfortunately um, Kellard and uh, Wallace um, pegged with back at by half by just after half time. So we lost that one two one with uh, twenty three thousand at Sellers Park. Our team well. Same again, Mac McFall, Craig Clark, Irvin Natras uh, was on, but ended up going off halfway through the second half to replace by John Cowan uh, with an injury. Um, otherwise, the team the team was the same. Palace, well, they always uh, for, for many years seemed to pick up players who had been had big uh, careers with uh, with other London clubs, um, but there was one or two players that they had they'd made themselves like. Jerry Queen was was a um, very talented uh, attacker, sometimes centre forward, sometimes uh, uh, support striker, uh, very talented player, and, and he was in that team. But otherwise, that the team had uh, were, were um, um, well. John Jackson, the goalkeeper, was being thought of as in England, in England possible. That's for sure. And uh, um, we uh, um, didn't matter. We we, we lost uh, two one. And uh, of course, we we then went to uh, Port Vale for the first uh, league uh, round two with the League Cup, and uh, it's a strange program that one, but uh, it's it's there and it's got the teams on the front, which is most unusual. But um, after all, uh, that's what we want to know. We want to know who's playing, so that's not a bad idea in some ways. So we went to Port Vale, and of course, uh, um, everybody thought, well, this is. Uh, We've got to do something against these Shirley in the League Cup, and, and we did. They didn't disappoint. Newcastle beat them three-one. It was two-one uh, at half-time. Uh, although we got the usual uh, um, 
wind at Wassails with Portville going on the lead through. Summerscale scored it, scored in 10 minutes. And then, uh, lo and behold, uh, come back uh, uh, Supermac, David Craig, and Stuart Barraclough uh, to score our three goals. So we, we won that one. 3-1, which was uh, which was uh, great because it was what people hoped had happened. But as we, as we only know too well in, in that cup, and in fact all the cups, we aren't always uh, don't always do what we're expected to do. The next game was uh, a home game against Arsenal. Now, everybody expected this to be a tough game because Arsenal were playing well and were regarded by the pundits as being one of the possible uh, league champions. And uh, we uh, got uh, 1-0 at half-time with uh, Malcolm McDonald just scoring just before half-time. And then a, a, a jolly lad from Seton Delville called Ray Kennedy uh, equalised and uh, um, uh, with, with a, with a thun thunderous uh, drive. Uh, 23,800 at the game. And uh, it was a, it was a, a, a night game. Um Sorry, it was a yeah, it was a sorry three o'clock traditional three o'clock kickoff, and uh, um, our team virtually unchanged. Typical Harvey sticking with the players he knows. I mean, in this season, because of all the cups and that, we played. I think it's nearly sixty games. And you only used twenty-four players, which is which is incredible. Um, uh, McFall, Craig Clark, uh, David Young sneaks in because of the injuries to the other people at, at wing half. Uh, Jim Smith's in the forward line, but otherwise the city picks the same from the same group of players all the time. Arsenal, uh, Jeff Bar Barnett was in gold in place of Bob Wilson because Bob Wilson was injured. Pat Rice at uh, fullback. Uh, Frank McClintock was in the team. Uh, Bob McNabb. Alan Ball, who, who they got from uh, from Everton. Ball was originally at the Blackpool World Cup and went to Everton and ended up going to Arsenal. Um, Ray Kennedy. John Radford, George Graham, who became a great manager with them as well. Uh, and everybody was delighted with that. I remember being at that match and how pleased people were to see us uh, take the points off, off Arsenal. So we're going in the right direction uh, in, in, in this one. And uh, we uh, we're then, um, the next game is Air uh, um, United in the, in, the, um, in the Texaco Cup. And uh, um, this brought back bad memories for, for um, or, or uh, would it be bad memories later on because we played them again in the in the, Te in the Texaco Cup, and that, uh, after that match, the, the manager got the sock, but sack, but it wasn't this manager, it wasn't Joe Harvey. Um, Air United, um, really, uh, um, one or two uh, ex. Uh, um, Scottish internationals who are who are on the way down. Rick Fleming, John Doyle, uh, Phil McGovern, all good international players in that day. But by now on on the way out, but uh, on the way out or not, we couldn't beat them because we ended up with a nil nil draw. Now our team, well, it was the same team we played in the in the first division just a, a couple of days earlier. So nil nil in in, in the first uh, round of the of the Texaco Cup. So we we go. Um, we go back uh, to uh, uh, a away game at, at Coventry. And uh, everybody thinks, well, Coventry are beautiful. They're not winning everything. They're, they're, they bounced along the bottom of the league. 
So everybody thinks, oh, we must have a chance here. Well, we did have a chance. Not only did we have a chance, we beat them 3-0, uh, which uh, which was uh, a good win, which uh, 17,000 at the game at Highfield Road. Uh, and uh, our team, unchanged from the from the team that played A, um, with uh, Malcolm McDonald scoring a hat-trick. He, 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 uh, he uh, um, scored... Um, 27 minutes, 43 minutes, and 61 minutes. Uh, and uh, I think if you look at any of the press reports of that game, he was unplayable that day. He just ran the legs off the Coventry defence, uh, which he was to do to a number of teams after that. Our team unchanged, with uh, Coventry playing Bill Glazier and goal, who was a character. Jeff Blockley at fullback, who was another another great character. And then they introduced into the game a little in midfield player called Willie Carr, who was to become a Scottish, Scottish international. And uh, a forward called Billy Rafferty, which we were to get to know much later on <laughs> at Newcastle United. But we won 3-0, and that was uh, um, a great uh, fill-up for, um, uh, for the tune, for the, for, for the, for the support, because the, um, a loss would have... Uh, uh, slid we down underneath the middle of the table when when that's not not where we wanted to be at all. Um, the next game is 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 a um, a home game against Leeds United, and uh, we uh, know this is going to be a tough game. Traditionally, a tough game um, because Leeds are also one of the teams that the pundits are talking about championship with, and uh, um, so we got. Uh, our team's unchanged. McFall, Craig Clark, uh, Tommy Gibb comes in at the uh, right side of midfield because of the injuries to others. Uh, Malcolm McDonald's uh, centre forward, but halfway through the second half, Supermac gets uh, um, injured and Gordon Hodgson comes on. John Tudor and Terry Hebert complete the line. Now, the Leeds team is, is all internationals. Goalkeeper David Harvey, Paul Rainey, Norman Hunter, Jack Charlton, Trevor Cherry, Johnny Giles, uh, Mick Bates, Billy Brebner, Nick Jones, Peter Lorimer, and Alan Clark. Alan Sniffer Clark, who, who would get a goal from anything uh, and, and, and from nothing sometimes as well. Well, it was 2 2 at half time. Went off hell for leather at this game. I remember being at this game. Every time both teams went forward, it looked like they might actually uh, score. And uh, 35,900 at the game. The, the, the way Leeds was regarded reflects in the crowd, in my opinion. But uh, um, uh, Clark uh, and Jones scored for um, for Leeds. Two minutes and eight minutes, and it looked like we're dead. Looked like we're dead. And then all of a sudden, um, Jimmy Smith and Jim Tudor, uh, John Tudor, uh, bang a couple in, and it's uh, halftime we're, we're going 2-2. Two, two. Ding dong in the second half. Both teams could have scored, but thankfully for us, on uh, 80 minutes, uh, the trusted left foot of uh, McDonald made it 3 2. So we, we, we got that win, and that was uh, a great win as far as the fans are concerned uh, in terms of uh, um, the league position we're in. And we're, we're getting well above mid table now. Um, the next game is, a, a, is the home game against Air United, the return fixture in the Texaco Cup. And uh, everybody thinks, well, 
so disappointed with the first one. Surely they'll pull themselves back with this one. Well, they did. We won 2-0. It wasn't a brilliant game. I remember being at the game and people thinking what a, a nothing game it was. But on the other hand, what's important is that they won 2-0 with uh, Jim Smith on 31 minutes and John Tudor on 86 minutes scoring the two goals. And our team was... Uh, I mean, Joe Harvey... No messing about with this. Joe Harvey puts the full team out. I mean, you think of some of the messing about we get now with the teams when we're in the League Cup, never mind the Texas yeah. League Cup, um, and, and we're playing reserve teams. Not Joe Harvey. This is the first team and in the go, and uh, um, he's got the full team. Um, Supermax still injured from the, the league game. So John Chus Tudor moves, moves to centre-forward. And he brings Paul Cannell in into, into uh, uh, give him a run out as a youngster and uh, into uh, John Tudor's position. Uh, it was a good, the, the good win, but uh, it, not not the best match uh, I've seen. But, but we got, we did the important thing. We we got through to the next round of the Texaco Cup, and uh, that uh, uh, satisfied most people. Anyway, we then went on a, an away game to Everton, and uh, well, we. People hoped that we might get something out of uh, the game at Everton. Well, well, we didn't. We go, we got uh, we got ball up three one, um, one one at half time. Uh, Stuart Barrowcliffe uh, set off on the right path on uh, twenty five minutes. Sorry, John Connolly scored for Burnley uh, for Everton in eight minutes. Then Barrowcliffe equalised in twenty five minutes, and then looked like we're going to get a one one out of it. When lo and behold. Um, Joe Royal, the centre forward, and Johnson, David Johnson, whose son playing for Nottingham Forest now, and incidentally, that's the same Johnson, um, uh, got two goals in the last five minutes. So we ended up with, with a 3 1 loss with uh, 33,000 at the game. And, uh, uh, disappointing. Uh, from our point of view, team was unchanged. Again, typical Harvey sticks by the lads he knows. And. Uh, the other thing I noticed about Joe Harvey, he doesn't use substitutes willy-nilly. People that go on, it's because somebody's injured. He doesn't, he doesn't just use them for tactical reasons. He seemed to use them for... And the Everton team was playing well at the time. Colin Harvey was uh, uh, in, in the midfield, so was Howard Kendall. Um, John Colley up front, David Johnston, Joe Royal. Um, Tommy Wright playing at, uh, in the back three or back. Uh, of the defence at Everton, uh, so Everton were a tidy side, but still was disappointed to lose to lose three one. Um, the next game is a home game, I think, is a home game. Uh, ah, it's it's the next round of the League Cup. Um, it's uh, um, against Blackpool, and we're at home, and everybody thinks, well, that we're going to go forward in the League Cup. This is great. Um, I hope I'm not to put putting the the jinx on by Tuesday. Well, it was Blackpool. We should have beat them anyway. Well, lo and behold, we didn't. We lost 3-0, got well and truly walloped. Um, 19,800 at the game. And uh, again, full team out, not as because it was a weak team. The only person that was missing was Supermac because he was he was still injured. Um, interesting with Blackpool, though. Uh, the goalkeeper was a, a young man called John Burridge. We ever heard that name before. Budgie was in goal for them. And uh, um, Tommy Hutchison on the right wing. Uh, and at, at uh, right attacking midfield or inside right, as I would call it, 
it was Alan Suddick, of course, who that who that bought from us, and also uh, on the left side of that team was a young man called Mickey Burns. Now I know after this game, um, a certain Joe Harvey fell in love with Mickey Burns, and guess what? Within a season, Mickey Burns was playing for us. It's funny how many times a player plays well against us, and within within less than a season, Joe Harvey's got them at St James's Park. Um, and and why not? Why not? Um, another home match is the league match now, but that's that's us done with the League Cup, which uh, you know that's been a Newcastle supporter. That's what it's like. Um, Norwich City at home. And uh, everybody thinks, well, this is this is winnable because they they bumping along the bottom of the league, and uh, uh, it so we do well, we do well. Except uh, the frightened were uh, the goal in the lead with uh, a goal from David Cross, who's who was a, a uh, up and coming uh, centre forward with them, uh, and uh, becomes an England international actually. But then within minutes, twenty four minutes to score, twenty nine minutes. Tudor equalises. 53 minutes, Tudor puts with 2-1. And then 73 minutes, Ron Guthrie puts with, puts with 3-1 from a free kick just outside the penalty area. And our team's unchanged, except at left-back, we've got Ron Guthrie instead of Frank Clark, because Frank Clark's got a, got a knee injury. And, of course, we still haven't got Supermac in the team. Blackpool, well, they had... Uh, um, Dave, as I say, David Cross was playing for them. Uh, Doug Livermore, who who, who was uh, well known f- with them, uh, uh, but after but after that there was nobody very known. But but they were a tidy football team as Blackpool uh, Blackpool usually were. And the manager was a man called Ron Saunders, who uh, became uh, quite famous at West Ham and other places. Um, in fact, almost became England manager, I think, at one stage. And uh, he was. Uh, Always had teams that played football, is this what I'd say about uh, Ron Saunders. Next, we went off to Stoke City for an away game. Uh, and uh, having had that good win at home, everybody thought, well, maybe we'll get a, we'll get a point out of this. Well, no, kidding myself. We lost 2-0. Um, uh, Hurst and Robertson scored for Stoke. Um, both... Um, uh, in the second half, we lost two nil, and and after being nil nil at half time, um, everybody thought we might have a chance, but in the second half, but we didn't. We we, we got beat two nil, and to be frank, uh, we're we're out and read about the game. Uh, we we never really got started as as a team, even though it was the same team that we've been playing all season. Um, but we're still missing Supermac, and I think that that might be uh, part part of the problem. Stoke had uh, some good big names. Gordon Banks, of course, in goal. The um, uh, World Cup goalkeeper. Dennis Smith, who was to become manager of our near neighbours near, uh, near not too uh, long after this. Uh, John Mahoney, Terry Conroy, Jimmy Greenhoff, who they brought, brought from Leeds. And uh, a young man called uh, Jeff Hurst, who they brought from, uh, um, from West Ham. Now, tonight's uh, uh, story is, is that, uh, of course, we know that Jeffers scored uh, the last hat-trick in the World Cup in 1966. Yeah, well, and of course, last week yeah. in the World Cup final, um, obviously, we had a, a second, had a second one, one. one. That's right, yeah. caught up, yeah. So, and, and I understand, uh, good on Jeffers, 
uh, from when I was listening to it last week. Um, he sent a text to say, well done, which I think is a, a nice touch for a, for a man in his position. Um, we then had a, um, a game, home game against Manchester United. And, uh, um, well, we know that's going to be tough. Manchester United are nobody's uh, fools. And they um, they always attract a good crowd with 39,000 at the game. And uh, um, we've uh, got our usual team out, except we're still missing um, uh, Malcolm McDonald. But we're also missing Tony Green, uh, who from uh previous match in the league got an injury which uh, he, he was struggling to recover from. Um, however, we, we, we played extremely well. I remember being at this game and we beat uh, Manchester United 2-1. And uh, we uh, nil in at half-time, end-to-end stuff, uh, even though it was nil-nil. Um, uh, John Tudor opened the score on 68 minutes. Terry Hibbert scored a beautiful left foot drive at 76 minutes. And then lo and behold, Bobby Charlton, of all people, on 86 minutes, scored for Manchester United and made the last five minutes hell for the Newcastle fans. Because after that, Manchester United just went berserk. I mean, they, they were never out of our penalty area. The ball, the ball was bobbing around as though it was on a billiard table, you know, banging off this one and banging off that one. But we held on with a 2-1 win, which... Uh, kept us going in the right direction in terms of, of, of the league, of course, which was uh, which was important. Um, we then have a, um, a wig a wig uh, cup game against uh, West Brom in the in the Texaco Cup, uh, and uh, we uh, go away and think, well, um, we know what they're like. We, we play them in the league and nearly beat them. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can do get something out of it out of this uh, advance in this Texaco Cup. Well, we, we same team: McFall, Craig Clark, Tommy Gibb, Pat Howard, Bunker, Barraclough, uh, Smith, Tudor, Gordon Hodgson, and Terry Hibbert. We're still missing Malcolm McDonald. Um, and off we go to West Brom uh, with uh, 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 the Hawthorns. Um, very low crowd for, for even for West Brom by West Brom standards, only seven thousand nine hundred. So it suggests to me that the West Brom fans weren't uh, weren't taken with the Texaco Cup uh, or something like that. Because normally um, games between us and West Brom attract a big crowd because we, we, we've got a, a very healthy respect for one another. Anyway, uh, we go to West Brom and uh, uh, hopefully get through the next round. Well, we we lose two one. Uh, with uh, um, Terry Hibbert scoring for us um, on uh, sorry um, Brown Alistair Brown's scoring for them on 10 minutes and then 27 minutes and then just before the or just in the middle of the second half 64 minutes Terry Hibbert makes it 2-1 and we do have a go at them for the last uh, 10 minutes or so uh, and, and apparently could easily have got a draw out of it but we didn't we lost we lost it 2-1 so we now um, go back home to, uh, sorry, we, we go to our next game, which is an away game at Chelsea. Uh, and uh, we know this is going to be a, a tough tough match. Games at uh, Chelsea always are. And uh, um, we uh, 
people hope that uh, if, if the lads dig in, they might uh, get a um, uh, uh, get a get something out of the game. Uh, and we do. We get a one-one, which was which was a great surprise. Um, Ali McCready scored for Chelsea on sixty-four minutes uh, after a nil-nil first half, but it was a good football in first half. And then on eighty-one minutes, uh, Jinky Smith. Ran from the halfway line right through to their penalty penalty area, beating everybody, including the referee, to score a beautiful equaliser. I mean, he, he just ran rings round everybody, and, and um, I think uh, my memory is that uh, there was a bit in the paper about the fact that uh, the, the reporter said something about uh, he even ran round the referee a couple of times before he put it in the net. I don't think that was true, but it, it added it added to the uh, hilarity. Thirty thirty six thousand at the game. Now a team. Predictable because it's exactly the same team that's played. Um, young Gordon Hudson is uh, injured, and uh, Joe Harvey gives uh, Tommy Cassidy a, a, a run out. Uh, but we're still missing uh, missing Superman. So we uh, we then uh, go home to a, a sorry. We then go to West Brom again uh, for an away match in the league, having just been there in the in the, in the Texaco Cup. And uh, well, we've uh, we've given them a, a good game in the Texaco Cup. Can we do do better? And we do. We actually beat them three two. Uh, and and the crowd changes. This is a league match, not the Texaco Cup. And there's nearly twenty thousand there instead of seven thousand. And I think that that uh, sends the message. I think that the what people thought about the Texaco Cup, which is a pity because uh, there were some good games in the Texaco Cup. Um, our team. Unchanged, except Supermax back in. John Shuva shifts to his uh, his normal place, and because we don't have any Tony Green, uh, Jim Smith's now a fixture alongside uh, Malcolm McDonald on the on the right side of the of, of the attack. West Brom have a have the usual uh, team out. Ray Wilson, ex World Cup fullback, Gordon Esbitt from up here. Um, Asa Hartford, a young midfielder who was to become a, a star and play for England. Colin Suggett, of course, who was to come to us eventually. Alistair Brown, who was very dangerous. And then a centre-forward called Bobby Gould, who was to become famous for all sorts of things with uh, Wimbledon rather than rather than West Bromwich Albion. But we won 3-2, and that was that was pushing us up the league again. People are starting to get a bit excited now because we're, we're, above, um, we're above the... Uh, um, the uh, um, the middle of the league when when I when I heading towards uh, towards the top top end of the league, which is great. And then lo and behold, of course, the next match is West Bromwich Albion because it's the second round of the Texaco Cup. Except this time it's at home, it's at St James's Park, and uh, we. Uh, 20,400, still a reasonable crowd, uh, considering. And uh, our team unchanged, uh, as before, with uh, Frank uh, Clark now back, uh, but playing um, defensive left midfield because uh, Bob Monker's picked up an injury. So Ron Guthrie stays at left back and Frank Clark just uh, plays in front of him. Um, West Brom's team, the same team that we played, in, in the Texaco Cup, uh, so they take it seriously as well, in the league game rather, and uh, we beat them three one, with uh, 
Uh, Asa Hartford frightening us in 20 minutes because he gave them the lead. And then John Tudor, 27 minutes. Tommy Gibb, 79 minutes. And Terry Hibbert on 88 minutes um, uh, to make it a 3-1 win. Now, Malcolm McDonald didn't score, but I remember being at this game and he terrorised the West Brom defence. He couldn't move without the without the West Brom trying to haul him down or, or cause him grief of some kind, but he just, just shrugged it off. While he didn't score himself, he certainly made it easier for the others to score. So we, uh, we're now... Uh, Heading to uh, a home game against Birmingham City, and uh, want to keep it going because, uh, as I say, we're in the right half of the league now. So we 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 got uh, Birmingham at home, and uh, we we got uh, twenty six thousand at the game. Team is unchanged except that Bob Monker comes back, uh, and Frank Clark goes back to his position, and uh, Ron Guthrie drops back to the substitutes bent, and. Uh, we uh, we uh, beat Birmingham three nil. Was it was a good win actually. Again, much I do remember. And from the off, we 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 seem to be uh, up for this game. Tommy Gibb two minutes, uh, Pat Howard forty four minutes, and then Malcolm McDonald on eighty minutes in the second half to make it three uh, nil. What the call? I think in old fashioned parlance, a comprehensive victory. Birmingham really were no trouble to us at all. Um, even though they they did have their some there. Um, uh, I mean that the, the 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 star player um, Trevor Francis wasn't playing because uh, they were getting ready to sell him and, and sell him to Nuts Forest. They did um, a young forward called Gordon Taylor, who eventually is, is still famous because he's the boss of the PFA, um, and uh, a Scottish midfielder called Ken Burns. Now Ken Burns was a talented footballer. Played well for Scotland as well as for Birmingham. But he was a nasty devil. He he had a he had a he had spite in him. If if he could get a kick, he would he would have a kick, and 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 certainly, um, that's the great reputation he had. So uh, we're now on our way to Liverpool, and we match at Liverpool, and uh, we're all always. Uh, um, now that, that's a program I like with the picture of the opposition on the front. It, it seems a, a nice style, I think, which uh, which is uh, quite nice. Yeah, it is, and. Uh, um, everybody's high because we've had a, a sequence of wins in the Texaco Cup and in the league, uh, and uh, so everybody's uh, hopeful that we might uh, get something out of this game. Well, hope died in about five minutes when Peter Cormick scored the first goal for Liverpool, and then 35 minutes and uh, Alec Lindsay scored the second one for Liverpool. John Tudor uh, pulled the one back on, on 37. And then uh, just after half-time, a Welsh forward called John Toshak uh, scored the third uh, and it looked like we're out of it. But on 66 minutes, Supermax scored a brilliant goal at Anfield uh, and suddenly um, we were on pressing them. And for the last 10 minutes, uh, we, we could have got an equaliser. The, the, the reports of this match are how well we played. Even the, even the Liverpool papers have, have managed to get hold of. On 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 the on the internet, uh, talk about what a what a hard game it was, and our team well, it doesn't need to be repeated. McFall, Craig, Clark, Natris, Howard, Monker, Barraclough, Smith, McDonald, Tudor, and Terry Hibbert, um, and uh, a tough game, but but one which uh, we come out with a lot of credit. 
uh, and which uh, all goes well for the rest of the uh, the, the season. We're then away to uh, West Ham United, and uh, we uh, again another ground where we, we we quite often have a have a have a good uh, a good uh, game, a good turnaround, um, and uh, our team unchanged, completely the same as went to Liverpool. Uh, with Irvin Atmos now establishing himself well and, and truly in midfield, 20, 26,000 at uh, at uh, 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 Upton Park, and, and uh, um, so I find it on some of these re records it says ball ball and ground, and then Upton Park. Well, I think the, the, the ball and ground is the area it's in, but. Uh, um, Never mind. That's that's another issue. It was always Upton Park for me, anyway. Um, and uh, we went and gave them a good game. We we got a one-one draw, which we weren't and the pundits weren't expecting us to get a draw. We were predicted to get a loss. Uh, and uh, however, it it was hard fought because uh, Trevor Brooken, uh, the famous Trevor Brooken, scored on eighty minutes, and everybody thought, well, that's it. But uh, lo and behold, less than a minute later, David Craig. Who found himself in the period penalty, their penalty area with a ball from a corner, and he banged it in. And David Craig didn't score many goals, but this was a good one, and we got a one-one draw. Uh, West Ham, well, um, Bobby Moore, Tommy Taylor, Billy Bonds, Trevor Brooken, um, John Ayres, uh Clyde Best on the wing, and in mid in uh, attacking midfield, a young man called Pop Robson, Brian Robson. Um, who got his transfer to West Ham after he um, held a press conference at the Five Bridges Hotel with his mother-in-law and slagged off Newcastle United as being unprofessional. Well, if you want a transfer, that's a good way to start. <laughs> but Seymour uh, and his colleagues made sure he didn't get any money out of the transfer, by the way. Because in those days, if you didn't ask for a transfer, <laughs> you used to get a fee. Uh, and quite often Newcastle would, would just give the players the fee anyway. Pop didn't get a fee, didn't get nothing, didn't get the lickings of a dog either. But never mind. Um, one one, and it was a good good draw because people didn't expect us to get a good draw, get a draw. And now we're back home again, and we're, we've got Southampton at home, and uh, it's a a game everybody hopes would win. It's uh, twenty thousand five hundred at the match, uh, but oh, I remember this game. What a dismal nil nil! It they could have played another hour, and none and neither would have scored. And it was just nobody this could set the game on fire, not even Sutermack. He was the only one that came anywhere near with shots flying past the uprights, but that that was as close as we got. So a nil-nil, but it was, as I say, keep going in the right direction. We're now firmly established just above midway, which is uh, quite healthy, really, at this part of the season. Um, uh, the uh, Southampton team... Um, has got uh, um, Mick Shannon in it, who eventually would come to us in the twilight of his career. Terry Payne and Bobby Stokes, two England winners who were at Southampton for many, many years. And uh, I, I do think, I'm, I understand if I remember rightly, there was a period when um, Newcastle tried to buy Terry Payne when he was at the peak of his England career, uh, but it didn't come off because he was happy at uh, Southampton. The next game, we went in a away game to Derby County. And uh, um, again, another place where we, we seem to have good games and good good uh, rapport with with the opposition fans. Um, just 
particularly soft spot for me because I have family that live in, in Derby and still do. Uh, and indeed, when the Derby were, I think I told you when Derby won the television the other night, uh, the showed when Derby scored a goal, it showed the fans in there, right in the middle of the fans, was was my cousin Anne Marie. Um, and uh, so Derby, uh, you know, people went off and uh, uh, to the, to the to this match, twenty eight thousand eight hundred at the game, and uh, well, we we we. Going at uh, half time and we're one nil up. Um, uh, John Tudor scores in twenty five minutes, and everybody thinks, "Well, hang on, we'll get a we'll get a win out of this." Well, lo and behold, we 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 hope and we hope. Well, uh, hope wasn't uh, much help to her because uh, on sixty minutes, just on the hour, uh, Davis of, of Derby, Roger Davis, uh, scored uh, an equaliser, but we we got the draw. Derby, um, lots of uh, um, uh, well-known players. Colin Todd, who, who came from down the road. Roy McFarland, who played for England. Archie Gemmell, the, the Scottish midfielder who played in the World Cup for Scotland. Um, Alan Hinton, a, a, a winger from Notts Forest. John O'Hare, of course, who, who they bought from uh, our friends down the road. And one of their own, Kevin Hector, who, who, who was a a very dangerous uh, winger in those days, but a one-one draw, and again keeps we heading in the right direction. So we go home to a a home match against uh, um, Manchester City, and uh, always again another another team that we seem to have really good football games with hard games, and uh, we uh, um, we get. Uh, um, a good, uh, uh, a good crowd of uh, nearly thirty thousand, and uh, things start off good end-to-end stuff. But Manchester's Ian Mellor scored on twenty-two minutes to give all a fright. But lo and behold, on thirty-six minutes, Mark McDonald scores uh, from the penalty spot, having been brought down himself. Uh, he got up and took the penalty. And then uh, with a with a hard fought second half, in the just after half time, fifty minutes, and Stuart Barraclough uh, put made it two one, and that's how it stayed to the end. But it was a good game, and a one which uh, was enjoyable. Our team unchanged: McFall, Craig Clark, Mattress, Howard Munker, Barraclough, Smith, McDonald, Tudor, Hibbert, and uh, Manchester City. Well, um, managed by a, a flamboyant man called Malcolm Allison. Who, who uh, rejoiced in in wearing huge fur coats and trench coats yeah, and comments, fedora hats? You had all sorts of fedora and hats. Used to wear. A real character, a real character. It, it been um, and the team, uh, Manchester City team, uh, well had its characters as well. Joe Corrigan, the goalkeeper, and Glenn Pardo at fullback. Toby Booth played for them for donkey's years. Willie Donaghy. And then the, the ones that were coming to the fore and, and was to eventually win the title for Manchester City, Colin Bell, Mickey Doyle, Ian Miller, Mike Summerby, a, a really strong attacking uh, uh, player, could play either centre-forward or out on the wing. And, of course, uh, the most talented, one of the most talented players I've ever seen in my life with the ball uh, and wasted his, wasted his talent in some ways was Rodney Marsh. Uh, who, who was, uh, who was, uh, as I say, a very, very talented player. 
Um, so we're now uh, off to Leeds United on an away game. Um, and again, we, we know this is going to be a, a tough game. And uh, it was, and, and, and uh, um, the uh, we've got our usual team out, no changes at all. Um, it's worth saying that people probably noticed that Tony Green hasn't come back because uh, he's really, really struggling. And uh, Leeds, uh, 45,500 at the game at Ellen Road. And, and that reflects on, on the uh, usual uh, uh, challenge there was between ourselves and Leeds. Leeds had uh, uh, Colin Harvey, Norman Hunter, Trevor Cherry, Paul Maidley, Paul Rainey. Mick Bates, Terry Yorath, Johnny Giles, Mick Jones, Peter Lorimer and Alan Clark. Um, and just to add uh, grist to the mill, Mick Bates went off injured and he was substituted by a Scottish centre-forward called Joe Jordan, who was to become quite famous in subsequent years. The beat were 1-0 um, and it was uh, that substitute I've mentioned who, who scored the blessed goal, uh, Joe Jordan. Uh, much to the disgust of uh, 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 of the fans, um, not of Leeds fans, obviously. Uh, Forty six minutes just after he came on as substitute, um, I think it was nearly the his first touch of the ball uh, when when he uh, when he scored. So we come home now to a, a home match against uh, Sheffield United, and uh, um, everybody's hoping because Sheffield are bumping along the bottom of the league now, and we're we're starting to push up towards the top. Well, not disappointed this time. Beat Sheffield 4-1, Sheffield United 4-1. Although we still get the usual scare because they opened the scoring. <laughs> uh, Bill Dearden scored for them first. And then um, uh, John Tudor equalised. Irvin Natras scored. So we went in a 2-1 at half-time. Then just after half-time, Supermax scored. And then, lo and behold, another goal for David Craig who was up for a corner and managed to flick a header into the, into the back of the net. Um, so it, it was a good win and a, a one that kept pushing up the, up the table. Our team, unchanged, 28,600 at the match. Um, uh, Sheffield United, um, no real... Um, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, there was a new style... Well, Trevor Hockey was in the in the in the game because uh, I mean you him and Alan Woodward the centre forward, but they brought a new midfielder in called a blonde lad called Tony Curry, very talented footballer who was to play for England uh, and uh, played for Sheffield for a very long time, um, but he, he wasn't able to stop us winning four one that day. So the next game is is is, is another home game against Leicester City, um, and. Uh, because everybody now 4-1 win. Gosh, who wants some more of that? Well, it was a hard-fought game. Leicester weren't going to go down that easy. Uh, and we ended up with a 2-2 draw. With uh, Leicester were a good football inside then, though, and, and had some good, talented players in. 30,800 at the match. Uh, and our team unchanged. Um, and uh, Leicester City with... Uh, well... All, all the talent you could imagine. Peter Shelton, the England goalkeeper. Uh, Steve Whitworth. Graham Cross, England international defender. Dennis Rolfe, uh, 
international defender, Alan Birchnell, international attacker, Keith, Keith Weller, who, who they got from Spurs, a midfielder, Frank Worthington, a um, talented centre forward and something of a character with uh, uh, long hair and a Mexican style moustache, which which was which is his signature. Um, uh, John Farrington and a left winger called Len Glover, who they got from Charlton Athletic, who was a very dangerous player. Two two it ended up uh, in what was a very good football game. Um, we uh, opened the scoring with John Tudor, sixteen minutes. Um, they come back straight after half time, forty nine minutes from Alan Birchnall, big. Uh, attacking the mid in midfielder, and uh, um, we uh, go back in the lead with uh, Jim Smith scoring on seventy-five minutes. And then, lo and behold, Frank Worthington, the centre forward, <laughs> gets an equaliser on eighty-seven minutes. And then the next the next ten minutes is a scramble. So a good game, a good draw, but an important one for us because it kept it going in the right direction. And uh, slowly but surely, we 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 uh, um, creeping up the league is is how I'd say. The next game's a, an away game at Ipswich, and uh, we uh, we're hoping that we may get something out of that because Ipswich are uh, bounced along the bottom of the league. Really, they, they they've lost their way a bit. They're not even midway. Um, but they beat us one nil, and. The, Dangerous forward Trevor Weimark that I mentioned before scored the winning goal. Um, Nineteen thousand six hundred at the game. Our team unchanged, uh, but a, but a, a, disapp- a one nil uh, loss wasn't heavy. But um, everybody at least thought we would get a, a draw out of that, um, and uh, so we, we're now um, off to uh, Bournemouth for the FA Cup third round and uh, sorry we're at home to Bournemouth for the FA Cup third round and uh, again like every FA Cup season with Newcastle we're we're always up for the cup and lo and behold uh, 33,900 on disappointed so we beat Bournemouth 2-0 with uh, Supermac scoring uh, and the Bournemouth defender called Cave scoring an own goal um, our team unchanged. McFall, Craig Clark, etc., uh, with uh, the usual with uh, uh, Bournemouth, um, one or two uh, notables in Jimmy Gabriel, who they got from Everton, Harry Redknapp, who who's still famous for all sorts of things, um, and uh, they bought him from West Ham. Uh, Phil Boyer, they got from Manchester City. And Alan Groves that they got from from Leicester City, so two nil in the in the cup, and everybody's happy that we're we're through to the next round. And uh, of course we're we're looking at the league as well, and we get a home game against uh, Crystal Palace the uh, next, and uh, everybody's uh, certain we're going to do well with this. And uh, twenty uh, thirty three thousand nine hundred at the game, and. Uh, of course, we uh, were not disappointed. We beat Palace 2-0. Uh, and uh, same team, McFall, Craig, Clark, etc. Palace team was the team that would play it at, at Palace uh, earlier in the year. Um, the one difference is that uh, Palace had bought Charlie Cook from Chelsea. Um, 
uh, since the last time we played them, and he was in the team. Uh, but we beat them 2-0, and, and it was a straightforward victory. No scares. Terry Hibbert on 32 minutes, Irvin Atras on 50 minutes, uh, and that was a 2-0 win that uh, pushed well above halfway. We're, we're actually in about the top six, I think, by now. Uh, and the next game is uh, Arsenal away. And uh, um, we know this is going to be tough. No, no game against Arsenal. So, yeah, that's their squad of that year. Um, with the, the manager was uh, was uh, uh, Bertie uh, was uh, uh, Bertie Me. Yes, yeah, a well respected uh, coach and manager. Um, and uh, well, nobody's thinking we're going to get much out of this. Well, we did. We got to surprise everybody. <coughs> Excuse me, and got a two-two draw, and uh, we uh, actually gave them something to think about, um, because we uh, twenty-seven minutes, um, Jimmy Smith scored, forty-six minutes just after half time, Martin McDonald scored, so we're two-nil up, and everybody thinks, well, we're, we're on our way to an un unexpected victory here. Well, we're, we're thinking too soon, I'm afraid, because on. 71 minutes, uh, Kennedy scores the first goal. And then Alan Ball on 81 minutes scores the equaliser. So we get a 2-2 a draw at uh, Highbury with the 38,000 at the game. But very creditable 2-2 draw, I have to say. Disappointed that we couldn't hold on to it, at least a point. But we we, we, we lost, uh, lost that. But uh, nonetheless, a very creditable draw. So now we come to the... FA Cup fourth round, Madrone against Luton, and uh, well, this is straightforward. What what's what's to worry about here? Well, what's to worry about is is that Luton beat with two 0 <laughs> and that's us out of the FA Cup. <laughs> Forty forty seven thousand at the game. I remember this and and the the howls in the Gallagher corner when Luton's second goal went in uh, were unbelievable, but. Um, we're 2-0 down at half time. The second half, we didn't we didn't even get they didn't even break into a sweat. They just kept we're out almost easy peasy. And uh, as I say, the, the groans in the Gallagher corner by the time the end of the match, you could probably heard down at the central station. Um Luton Town, well, tidy say, good football side. Um couple of names which worth uh, mention. Uh Bobby Thompson, who who's a full full back midfielder that they bought from us. Alan Slough that they, they, they got from Arsenal. Um, John Aston that they got from uh, Manchester United. And uh, Gordon Heinsohn, who they bought from where? Newcastle United, <laughs> what do you believe? He must have enjoyed that day because um, they really did beat us. I mean, there was, there was no no look, look, lucky strikes, anything about that. We, we were well and truly dumped out of the cup by, by Luton Town. So now we're, we're at home to Coventry in the, in the league uh, and, and hoping that we uh, keep pressing on in the league because we're in a good position and Coventry come and, and we get a 1-1 draw. It's a bit disappointing, but interestingly enough, I remember the game because it, it was quite an interesting game. 23,000 uh, at the game. Um, and this is a one I watched from the, the old stand for the first time for years and years, just that uh, I was still friends with the ex-Newcastle player, or a Newcastle player to be, Charlie Woods, and Charlie got a couple of tickets and, and they were in, in the stand. And we were just behind the director's box on the stand. 
it was a good view, but uh, um, not a patch on what we've got now, of course. And we, we get the 1-1 draw with uh, um, against Coventry. Uh, and the important thing is we haven't lost. And um, Funny, uh, Steen, their centre-forward, scores on 23 minutes and then almost instantly, less than a minute, although it says a minute in the records, 24 minutes, 23 minutes they score, 24 minutes, Stuart Barrett-Clough gets the equaliser uh, and we get the 1-1 draw and uh, puts things right. Uh, and uh, as I said, uh, same uh, Coventry team that we played previously, the only addition was that they introduced the young centre-forward called Colin Steen, who was clearly heading for the top because he, he he gave us a, quite a torrid, torrid time in the game. But uh, anyway, we, we held out for the draw. And they're now going away to Wolves um, in, in the league match. And, uh, well, again, this is another place where we always expect a tough game, but always hope we get something out of it. And we did. We got a 1-1 uh, 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 draw. And uh, um, it's 1-0 at the limit uh, at half-time. And uh, just after half-time, uh, we get the equaliser. And uh, um, the irony is that a young man called Kenny Hibbert scores their goal, and a slightly older man called Terry Hibbert scores our goal. So a one-one draw with the two Hibberts scoring scoring the goals, which is quite unusual. Uh, but important for us is that we we didn't lose. We didn't lose. Um, we're now into the um, Anglo-Italian Cup and a visit of uh, going to visit Roma, uh, and. Uh, um, it's uh, um, we don't know what to expect in this, um, except a tough game. But lo and behold, we're up for it, and and uh, we uh, um, twenty thousand at the game, and uh, John Tudor gets a brace, one in twenty eight minutes, one in seventy six, and we beat beat Roma two nil, uh, and everybody comes home blissfully happy. Um, I mean, our team was the same team we've been playing all season. Typical Harvey. Um, uh, Italian names uh, in the Roma team. Well, Scarlatti, um, Salvadori, Salvatore, um, Marini, all Italian internationals. Uh, so it was a good win by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, uh, we then come home to uh, uh, an away game at uh, Norwich City. And... Uh, Everybody thinks, well, you can win it Italy. Surely you can win it Norwich. Well, we did. We beat Norwich 1-0. And uh, it was thanks to a, a Malcolm McDonald goal. Um, and uh, he uh, um, scores vitally. When, when they seemed to be on top was uh, was uh, the important thing. Uh, and uh, it knocked the stuffing out of Norwich. 25 minutes, Mac bangs a hard left footer in and, and we're 1-0 up. And that's how it stayed. Twenty six thousand four hundred at the game, and that's how it stayed. We got we got the three, they got the, the the two points, two points in those days, um, out of the game, and everybody was uh, quite chuffed about that. And then we come home to a, um, a league match against Derby. Um, now, having got a result at Derby, everybody thinks, well, 
surely we, we, we'll we'll get a game get a result at home and we do we get a we get a two nil uh, victory um over derby with Malcolm mcdonald and john tudor scoring the goals um nil nil at half time super mac on 59 minutes john tudor on 85 minutes and uh two nil win all i say about that is is that the two attacking strikers um were now starting to frighten some defenders to death and and, and that was certainly true about this match against derby because they they couldn't get near um uh, Super Mac or John Tudor, even though they had strong team uh, Derby and you know, Alan Durden, who was to become manager of our neighbours uh, as well, Colin Todd, Roy McParland, Archie Gemmell, John McGovern, uh, John O'Hare, Kevin Hector. I mean, that's a strong Derby team that, that later on was to go and win the league at uh, later stage, we must. but a 2 0 win, which uh, provided by our attacking players. And then we come to um, uh, guess what, Steve? A friendly. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the games were playing in this season, and we go to Dublin to play the League of Ireland. I mean, there, there must have been a huge fear, not surely. I, I, I I'm getting cynical in crazy. Me. But but we're fighting on all fronts, and we're in a good position in the league. I mean, by now we're better than halfway, and a couple of wins, and we start to get into the top four. So we play the league at Ireland, get a miserable nil-nil draw, uh, and come home to a, a, a game at uh, at Stoke City, a home game with Stoke City, and uh, um, everybody's thinking, well, uh, get this, and we're, we're starting to push the top. 24,000 at the game. And lo and behold, we do beat Stoke 1-0. Uh, Malcolm McDonald goal on 86 minutes. I have to say, we were biting our teeth for a nil-nil in this one because it was fairly dour. But Supermac uh, shone his light on the game and, and pulled the thing out of the hat with a nice uh, goal. Uh, Stoke uh, had all the uh, stars on, on, on display with... Uh, Tony Warrington, their manager, was was a was a nice man and a, a character. But uh, um, Gordon Banks, Eric Skeels, Dennis Smith, Jimmy Robertson, John Mahoney, Jeff Hurst, of course, Jimmy Greenhoff, and on the left side of their midfield, a young man by the name of George Easton, who uh, used to play for us and caused us some difficulty over his wages at one stage. Uh, and and is, is the reason why they get paid so much money these days, really, I suppose. So then we go to uh, uh, Ipswich Town in the, in the Texaco Cup. And uh, there we are. Uh, sorry, Ipswich Town come to us in the Texaco Cup. And uh, everybody thinks, well, we've, we've got a good game with them down there. Let's see if we can get something out of them here. Well, we're doing. We've got a 1-1 draw, 22,000 at the, at the game. Um and that man, Trevor Weimark, who I kept warning about being a good centre-forward, scored in five minutes and put the wind up with everybody, but 70 minutes and Supermac puts that right and gets the equaliser. And the uh, uh, Ipswich team has got one or two new additions with uh, a young man called Kevin Beatty playing in the back line, who was to come on, go on to be quite a, a strong England player uh, in, in the years ahead. And we're now going off to Old Trafford to to play Manchester United uh, in the away game. Um, it's uh, 
and that's their squad for that season. Um, and it, it's uh, always a strong squad. Manager on the left there in the black tracksuit, of course, is Tommy Duckery, a real, real character. Uh, and and the one on the right, the the, the coach on the right is Barry Credden, the ex-player, who who I got to know um, quite well um, through the through through the uh, drinking habits of my DM Audrey, uh, which is another story. Um, he likes whiskey and so does she. Never mind. Um, and we beat uh, uh, we we sorry we get beat two one, um, which for us. Um, uh, it's disappointing, but uh, um, we give them we give them a freight as as uh, as well. Uh, I mean, uh, um, they uh, forty four just before half time they scored. Just after half time they made a two nil. Then fifty seven minutes and over, Natras scored a beautiful goal. And then for the rest of the game, it was all Newcastle. Uh, we could easily have got a draw out of that match. Our team unchanged. Um, one change in goal, uh, Martin Burley instead of McFall, who was who was injured. Uh, otherwise, it was the it was the same same team. Um, Jim Smith got injured, and Terry McDermott came on for Jim Smith. Um, the Manchester United team: uh, Jimmy Rimmer, Martin Buchan, Jim Walton, Steve James, Tony Young, uh, Mick Martin, who was eventually come star for us. Um, Willie Morgan, Bobby Charlton, George Graham, um, Lou McCary, and Brian Kidd. People who are still in the game nowadays uh, were in that match, and it was uh, it was it was a good game, but we we, we lost. We we could have easily got a draw. The next game is is uh, back to the Anglo Italian Cup. Um, I mean, our players must be uh, the Dizzy, all the travelling they're doing, all of different games. Anyway, we've got Bologna at home in the, in the, in the at Anglo-Italian Cup, and it's a good game. We 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 uh, uh, although the crowd's only fifteen thousand, and that that says something about how the crowd feels about some of these things. Um, fifteen thousand, uh, and we beat Bologna one nil. Uh, Bologna quite a good side, but uh, we beat them one nil, and our team is the usual the. Our only um, slight difference is at left back, or oh, Martin Burley's still in goal, but at left back, Frank Clark's injured, and uh, young Alan Kennedy comes into the team to, to, to play Funny Castle against Bologna. We're then at home against uh, um, Chelsea, and uh, we know it's going to be a tough game, uh, always is against Chelsea, but lo and behold, we'll get a 1 1 draw. With uh, um, Shad Barraclough on it with a penalty on 33 minutes, um, and uh, um, Chelsea got an equaliser with uh, an unfortunate own goal. Pat Howard, uh, somebody shot and it, it bounced off Pat's back and into the net, so they got a 1 1 draw. Interestingly, is, is that uh, Barraclough took the penalty because uh, Super Mac was off injured, he was he was out of this game, uh, but uh. Otherwise, uh, a good one-one draw and keeping it going in the right direction of the league. Um, away next to Leicester City, and uh, we uh, we get a, um, a nil-nil draw, um, eighteen thousand seven hundred, uh, and 
everybody's uh, um, pleased about that because we're, 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 as I say, we're still without Supermac and uh, um, uh, Gary Nil Drone and Leicester were playing well. And Leicester were, were slightly above us in, in the uh, in the league, and their team was uh, practically unchanged from the, when we played them in the previous encounter. So nil nil at Leicester um, uh, came. Uh, I think went down well. Uh, we're going in the right direction. We're back the Anglo-Italian Cup. We're away to Como in, in Italy. Uh, Como, uh, average. Uh, Syria team, but nonetheless uh, still regarded enough to put them into the uh, Anglo-Italian Cup. However, um, uh, it uh, tells you something about what the Italians thought about this trophy because 3,000 at the game. 3,000, I mean. Uh, anyway, we, we, we got a 2-0 win in Como. And uh, uh, Bob Monker and John Tudor are the goal scorers, um, which is... Uh, which is great. So we, we're now making progress, or at least a, it, it's a league-style thing, so we're now making progress in that. So then we uh, um, get West Ham at home, and uh, everybody's thinking, well, gosh, we're going like a train now. We're going to get to the top of the league. Well, West Ham soon put that notion out of our head because the beat were 2-0, 2-1 rather. Um, John Tudor sets off nine minutes, but then uh, set, uh, attacking forward, Winger called McDougal for West Ham, scored on 17 minutes and then again on 47. And that's how it stayed with 25,000 at the game. Um, and everybody was a bit deflated because that win would have actually put us in the top four. We really would have been feeling uh, the heady heights of, uh, of the top of the league. Um, next game is, is uh, uh, we're back to the Texaco Cup. In a way game at Ipswich, and uh, well, we won other games. We might as well have a go at this one. Well, we didn't. We 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 lost at one nil, and the goal was scored by the Irish winger Hamilton, uh, who who was becoming a star for them, and for for Northern Ireland, uh, and and was to become quite a quite a decent manager in his time as well. Um, so that's. Uh, uh, a disappointing loss, but uh, um, uh, uh, it's not the end of the world. It's, it's only one of the cups that we're in, but we're out of the uh, out of the, the Texaco Cup anyway. Um, home game against Southampton is the next one. Sorry, an away game against Southampton in the league, having already been away in the cup, um, and we we get a one-one draw with. Uh, um, Stuart Barrowcroft scoring for us on 67. All thinking that we're going to get a get a one nil win when uh, the attacking winger Gilchrist scored um, on 80 minutes and, and uh, uh, you know burst all the bubbles. Uh, Mick Shannon was in their team. Um, only 14,700 at the uh, at the game. I sometimes wonder with these small crowds how some of these teams survived. So that particularly. Um, however, they did. Our team, well, it was the same team as we'd been playing all season, and Super Mac was back. Uh, so we uh, we got a, a, a one-one draw with uh, Barraclough and, and, and Gilchrist scoring the goals. So back we come to another away game, and this time away to Manchester City. Um, tough game, 
but hopeful because we give them a good game here that we might actually get something out of it. Well, we didn't. We, we lost 2-0. And uh, Tony Booth, and, and I, I put that picture in from the game because it's it's unusual to get a one through the goal net. Uh, and that's, great photo, uh, isn't it? it, it it's uh, Willie uh, Willie McFall's back and goal, but that's that's uh, one of the goals from uh, I think it was the old fullback Tony Booth who scored that one, uh, and the other's goal scorer was Rodney Marsh. We lost two nil, um, but it, but it was a, a good tidy game. 26,000 at the game. But as I say, I just thought that was the most unusual photograph to, to see it through the through the goal net. Um, and because, uh, uh, as you know, I, I like to look for the unusual if I can find it. And then we're back at home for a home game against Liverpool. Well, uh, hard game or not, everybody's hoping to get something out of this. Well, we do. Uh, we, we, we uh, um, 37,000 at the game and, uh, we get a fright, of course, when a, a, a young man called Kevin Keegan OBE. I noticed on these things, they always put his OBE on. I think that, that's nice. Um, uh, 24 minutes and Keegan sets were 1-0 down. But then on 43, just before half-time, John Tudor scores. And on 65, John Tudor scores another goal to make it 2-1. Now, I remember being at this game as well. And after that goal went in, it was backs to the wall. Liverpool really did have a go after that to see if they could get an equaliser or even a winner. Then we're at home to Everton um, and uh, hoping that we can uh, repeat the Mersey double, as it were. 23,500 at the match. But it ends in a nil-nil draw with our team. Same as has been playing all season. McFall, Craig Clark, McDermott, Howard, Barraclough, Smith, McDonald, Tudor and Hibbert. Um, and Everton, the, 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 all the stars out, Gordon West, Roger Kenyon, uh, Lyons, Howard Kendall, John Hurst, John Connolly, etc. And, and the nil-nil draw was quite creditable. Uh, but it kept with, it stopped with slipping, but a couple of defeats that we'd had earlier on had knocked out of the, near the top of the league and it backed out towards the middle. So the next game was, a, was, a, it was an away game at, uh, at uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Um, the last league game is the season, as it happens, and uh, unfortunately, we lose 3 2. Um, everybody was hopeful at the start because uh, um, John Tudor and Terry McDermott put with till and two in a look at half by half time, but then uh, Chivas, a centre forward, uh, uh, and Peters, Martin Peters, the World Cup player, equalized, and then right on the death. 87-minute penalty, Chivas scored another one, and uh, we lost 3-2, uh, um, which was very disappointing. And that, that ends the league programme, in which we finished eighth in the league. Good season. Uh, it was. Joe Harvey thought it was a good season. But he always felt that had we been able to keep Tony Green on the pitch, we would have been higher up. And that, that, that was the beginning of the end for Tony Green. The other interesting thing is, as I said at the beginning, 60 games we played and Harvey only uses 24 players. Top goal scorers, you might guess, Super Mac, 25, John Tudor, 24. So that, that's pretty good going for them too. So then we go to finish off the Italian, Anglo-Italian Cup. We play Torino and uh, we uh, at home 
and we beat them 4-1. Um, that's that's the squad flying off to uh, the the last away game at Florence at Fiorentina. And uh, that's uh, a picture of uh, John Tudor scoring his flying header. I've talked to you about this, these flying headers again. Um, and, and that was the one he scored against Chirino at uh, St. James's Park. Um, the one I like of John is, is where he's, his nose is just about half an inch off the grass. Uh, the, the, the forwards don't, aren't, aren't risky about putting their heads in there. But John Tudor used to. And we uh, go on to uh, uh, beat um, Crystal Palace in the Anglo-Italian Cup. I've got to be about 18. And then we, we, we beat Crystal Palace in, in the Anglo-Italian, 5-1. And then we beat Fiorentina in Florence, 2-1, with uh, Sutermack and uh, David Craig scoring the goals. And we end up as Italian Anglo-Italian Cup winners. Um and uh, thank God we did because we hadn't had so many cups. If we didn't win one of them, <laughs> it, would, it, it would have been a travesty. Uh, but we we uh, um, uh, a, a good season, I think, is how you would describe it. That's right, Steve. There's there's one interesting one in that between the game against Palace and Crystal Palace in the Anglo-Italian Cup, we played a friendly against the Mackhams. And for the love of me, I can't find out what that was about other than it being a friendly. I mean, were they that short of money? However, it must have been serious enough because it, it attracted 36,000 people. So there we are. That, that That's a season and a half. As I say, I, I think uh, the season's defined for me and, and I think was by Joe, for Joe Harvey when Tony Green got injured. From then yeah. on, we were doing all right. But not as well as we might have done if Tony had been on the pitch. So that, that's that's it. Great um, stuff, George. Um, we're, we're never going to keep this to an hour, unfortunately. We've gone well, into an hour and a half again, but never well, mind. I, people I enjoy it. it. People I enjoy it, it, George. I tried to skim it down a little bit, but the trouble is, if you want to tell the story, it's difficult yeah. to. And bearing in mind, normally it would only be forty games, especially with this, all these cup competitions. Well, friendly. Takes it up to 60 games. And then you had the friendlies on. I think it's 65 games. So apologies to those who only like to watch an hour or only have an hour. Um, you'll have to watch it in two parts. Uh, but it's another wonderful season from George. Thanks very much for all you've done this year, George, on the show. My pleasure, um, Steve. And we will be back in 2023 with season 73-74. Have a great Christmas, uh, and George. You, Steve. And you. Take care. And thanks Thank for joining you. us again. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A big thanks to all our sponsors. First off, Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 2545 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists. You can find them at thegohd.com. And thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources. They are handmade in Cumbria. And you can find more information out on their website, mrvickys.co.uk. And if you want to order any, email info at mrvickies.co.uk or telephone 01768 210102. Big thanks to Blowhole Brewery, a new beer uh, made on Tyneside. The cans are all designed in the colours of Newcastle United strips from days gone by. Black and white there, the purple and blue and the good old-fashioned blue from the entertainers days. 
Apple Get. More information on the Blowhole Brewery range, such as Jody Juice from blowholebrewery.co.uk. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the technical side of things and video side of things. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who do our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe to the show, then all you need to do is click the subscribe button below. You can also hit the thumb up, which does us a favour, by liking the video, and click share to share to your social media, such as Twitter and Facebook. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and the rest. And if you want to contribute to the show, use the QR code. It takes you straight to the membership pack and you can join the channel. What do you get for your membership pack? You get a scarf, a cup, a pen and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw. You can also make a donation by hitting the dollar sign in the chat tonight. We also give you something for free if you subscribe to the show. To get your car sticker, email john at nufcmatters.com and he will post you one out. We also support the food bank on this show. And if you want to make a virtual donation to the food bank, then go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and make a donation today. On our website, we've got lots of T-shirts, cups, pens, you name it, memorabilia, if you want to buy it and support the show. For Christmas, we have the Bruno Christmas Jumper, which is selling rather well. And we'll have the Bobble Hats, play like Almiron, Bruno's Magic, and Bruno's 39 and Joe Linton's J7. Get yourself to nufcmatters.com to buy them today. If you want to buy people a ticket for one of our events next year, we've got an evening with Steve Howie, which is Friday the 24th of February at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are £50 from nufcmatters.com or newcastlelegends.com. And you can also buy them on Woucher before Christmas. Get somebody a bargain and a nice Christmas present. Peter Beardsley is on on the 10th of February at St. Dom's Catholic Club in Newcastle. Tickets available direct from the venue. And for this one, Friday the 2nd of June next year at the Grand Hotel in Gosforth, 6.30 start. And evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark and John Beresford. To book tickets, contact Natalie at healandtour.org.uk or visit their website, healandtour.org.uk forward slash events if you're looking for a christmas present and people like a book then get yourself nme from the bender squad to the gremlins or the last remaining copies of black or white no gray areas lee clark's autobiography and you can get them from www.badboysbooks.net <laughs>